The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include... Insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, bulimia, obesity, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes, I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, That's who, me. yeah, but you were supposed, I, I, who is supposed to buy me earrings and has yet to do so. You're entitled to anything you want, I love you. You've now said this on air, it's legally binding. I, I know, I'm, I meant it, and I'm stuck with it, but I also didn't give you a time, I didn't give you a time, <laughs> Our, your ancestor can pick it up in, in your honor. No, 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 my ancestor, you're going to go back in time? Uh, I'm sorry, your predecessor, you're right. No, predecessor means come before as well. How much Wait, have you been punched this week? What is the post of ans post of your life? Your no, I'm not telling you that. Is it your descendants? I think it's your descendants. It is, I'm not telling you, he just told you as well, descendants. It is descendants. <laughs> God, I love her. You're getting I help. Love our engineer. <laughs> All right. You're getting help. Now, and, and speaking of Hollywood and clawing your way to the top, we have some news in Hollywood. Couple different stories this week before we bring on our guest. Number one. The biggest story is my assistant is here with Starbucks. And water. Are you? Thank you for getting the water, by the way. Honestly, all right, back to the main point. <laughs> back to the point. Megan the Stallion. Me Megan the Stallion had her house broken into this past, I think it was past week of the past few days. And according to authorities and cameras and, and passers-by, it was two men wearing hoods, and they made off with the, an amount between three to $400,000. This consisted of jewelry, uh, cash, various items, such as electronics. Thankfully, Megan herself was not there at the time. She was actually being picked to go host the uh, SNL show, so she was out uh, during the time of it happening. You're going to the VMAs, aren't you? Am I going? I don't know. I'd have to ask Alexa. I think we heard about it AMAs, once. AMAs. American AMA, Musical Awards. Going to the AMAs. So, well, that said, please no one break into my house while I'm gone. I'd really appreciate it. And if <laughs> What, are they going to steal your boxing gloves? No, those are in my car. If you do break into my house, <laughs> please, for God's sakes, take care of the cats. Don't Just hurt. leave them. Yeah, leave them locked in leave a room. Leave them locked in. If they need food, give them some food. Like. Yeah, take the shit. Leave the cats. Yeah. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we give, use bad language on the show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. Also, I have buried treasure in my backyard that if you dig approximately 
two feet down, maybe a foot down, but you got to do it all over the place and even out the land after the fact. You'll find it. I already paid for the yard to be even so we could get the extensions. All right, so I don't have to bribe our, our burglars. No, to but if they're going to dig a hole, have them dig a pool. Dig a pool? You got to dig a nine foot deep, <laughs> 25 foot wide hole to find it. I promise you won't get it otherwise. Speaking of digging holes, uh, some news that made me cry. Angela Lansbury, star of Murder, She Wrote, and one yeah. of my favorite Disney films, uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Bed Knobs? Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Never heard of it. It's a Disney film about, I hate you. Wow. Um, it's a Disney film. She's a witch. She does okay. magic. Okay. And she takes in children during the Blitz. It's really, really good. That is a great thing. And she played, she did, she voiced Mrs. Potts oh. in Beauty and the Beast. So I'm, I was shattered because I was just watching, uh, I, I was hanging out with my aunt. Yeah. And I was watching Murder, She Wrote. Oh, wait a second. Is that the... Angela Lansbury? No, yes. I'm, I'm just trying to clarify as to who it was on the show. I'm trying to remember because I think I watched it was a kid with my mom as well, but I don't quite remember what the show was. She had like short blonde hair. She used to go around solving crimes. Totally not what I thought of it all. Okay, <laughs> totally wrong subject. Anyways, continue, please. Anyway, she voiced Mrs. Potts and she passed away. It's depressing, isn't it? It's awful. It's uh, the icons, the stars we grew up with. All these, they're starting, you know. I don't want to say they're slipping, but we are losing them. No, dude, it means we are getting old. If all the people we grew up watching are, are passing away, it means that we're getting along in our age, too. Uh, it's interesting, you know. And I'm I, older than you. You are. And when I, when I look back, when I look back on, like, high school and middle school, it doesn't feel to me as if it was that far away. Yes. But I'm I'm personally nearly 10 years out of all type of schooling, a decade away. It's, it's crazy to me thinking how long it's been since I've stepped foot in a campus intended for me. It kind of yeah, freaks me out. I get it. I'm like 15 years out of college. Like, it's not... See, it, it, it's, it's weird. And then when you think about it for the people who we see growing up, we never imagine they're going to pass away. I, I hate to reference it because I know it's such a hard spot you, for you. You bring up the queen again, I will beat you to death with my iPad. I swear to God, I thought she was going to live forever. Me too. I don't know why. But I figured she would just always be there. You know, she's my grandkids would grow up under Queen Elizabeth. It just I'm was okay be with it. that. Yeah, like, of course. I, I I love I loved my queen like that's I know well to get non to get non monarchy royalty let's get a little political here there's a gentleman running for New York House of Representatives who released a sex tape uh, this week or not the, it was it was either this week or a few days ago just like Megan uh, Megan's house break in in any case Mike Itkiss I hope I said that right Mike I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and I messed it up. But he released a sex tape himself and another famous porn star. I didn't quite get the actress's name, but it was in an effort to promote sexual positivity. And he said, "I think he just made a sex tape. The threat of it leaking was going to come out, and he released it this way. And by the way, if that is true, his press agent is brilliant. Call me." Well, the only reason why I, I'm on the fence there. I don't know if he did it and it unintentionally came out, or he did it and he did it for this message. Um, because he, he's really promoting it. He's talking about it any chance he can, and he's obviously using it as a way to get himself into office because he's running on a specific platform. His platforms are geared towards legalizing sex working, uh, uh, making it, you basically, you know, you can't criminalize sex workers. Actually, I, and, I agree with legalizing sex work. Yeah. I think like prohibition, mm -hmm. anything you criminalize goes underground and can be abused. I think, if, I, I think sex workers should be taxed 
um, given medical coverage and be able to regulate and be regulated and be able to do any work they want because that cuts down on human trafficking. Yeah, it cuts down on underage girls being exploited. And frankly, I mean, y'all have some weird junk with your puritanical values and shit. Yeah. You guys have like 16 year old girls on billboards. You have Britney Spears, you know, wearing a bra on the cover of Rolling Stone, but all of a sudden sex work, something, you know, the oldest profession in the world is a no, no. Yeah. I never quite, I never quite got it myself to be fair. Cause I never really saw a big deal with it. If they, if it's what they're choosing to do with their body and obviously there's some consent there, there's safety, there's, yeah. Like, I think having brothels is, is a, I, I the, think, um, I think Vegas did it right. Vegas does N- Nevada, offer, don't I they? mean, yeah. They do have that. It's Nevada, not Vegas, but or yeah. Nevada, I'm sorry. But they do have that option. They do have brothels. Mm-hmm. Do they call them brothels still? Or is yeah, it... it's still a brothel. Okay, fantastic. I'm not too far off of my information then. The most yeah. famous one's called the Bunny Ranch. Called Bunny Ranch. Yeah. But I gotta say, it's a really cute name, right? But I think there's something, um, I think insidious things happen mm-hmm. when you're allowed to stop people from from making money that way because it's still going to happen yeah like there's a reason it's called the world's oldest profession but if you ta- if you tax it if you regulate it you can make sure that the girls and guys are clean you can protect them from dangerous johns i mean if you look what happened with the green river killer he went through prostitute after prostitute after prostitute right the reality is by leaving these girls and guys unprotected, mm-hmm. we are leaving them in a position where they can be exploited, yeah. where they can be raped and where they can be harmed. So I happen to agree to with try and deal with it in any way that you cannot prosecute somebody for not paying you or for beating you because it was in the process of a crime in the first place. Yeah. We tried decriminalizing it and we've tried prosecuting it, but frankly, there is a huge stigma around sex work. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can legalize prostitution and protect these girls and we can protect these guys, it's going to put everyone in a much safer position and it's going to stop nasty ass pimps from being able to exploit these boys, girls, basically everyone. everyone. We don't need these pimps, you know, exploiting people. It's going to bring it above ground into the light of day. And, you know, if you've ever been in a room with roaches, you flip on the light, the roaches scatter. So all you'll have left, you know, I mean, sure, there'll always be a little illegal underground work, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, legalize it and tax it. We need some money. (laughs) Like, country, we need the country in America. You guys need some money. Think of all the tax revenue. It's just just the same crap you guys did with prohibition. It led to gangsters. Prostitution and drugs leads to gangsters. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? If you believe in that, too, and you follow that line of thinking, you can always vote for Mr. Mike Itkiss, or you can also check out his video on Pornhub. Yeah, he's an independent. He's not going to win. <laughs> like, you guys, we, you we have, have a two-party two party system. system. That's kind of the bottom line there. I know. You guys are very weird. I never like any of the candidates you ever have run on either side. What is it? We we find ourselves often picking between the best of two bads. Yeah, it's it's a turd sandwich and a douche. South Park's great. It's South Park is incredible. Uh, I do want to give a quick, quick, quick shout out uh, to KM Extend Hair. Uh, thank you so much, guys. They sent me a wig that I'm going to be wearing to my next event because that way I don't have to get my hair done because my hair is fried from years and years and years and years of being on these red carpets. 
my hair is totally screwed. It got kind of better during the pandemic because I couldn't go anywhere. And so I started wearing these wigs and K, uh, KMX Stend, uh, K-M-X-T-E-N-D hair sent me extensions to put in my hair, which I love, absolutely love. And then they sent me these two wigs, one straight, one curly. They are perfect. They're human hair. They're amazing. I've actually got my uh, hairdresser is going to be styling them. Shout out to Tiny Bubbles Salon in Palm Springs, California. He, he works with a lot of drag performers, so I know he'll able, be able to get my hair as big and trashy as I need it to be. He also does good hair, not just like that, my that's kind. That's what you want for the show. Yes, you want for the but he, also, he mostly does good hair, but I do know he can kind of do my, my, my uh, whole white trash thing. I think he's got your number. Yeah, he's good. So I want to give them a thank you. It makes it so much easier mm-hmm. when you have to. I've, I figured out when I have to Zoom. When I have meetings like just on Skype, I just easier. throw on a wig and some lipstick. <laughs> I dye my eyelashes. I don't have extensions on right now because those have gone out of style a little bit, which I'm kind of grateful for. Hmm. But I just throw like I throw on some mascara, lipstick, and a wig, and all of a sudden I'm back to it like a ten or as close to a ten as I get. That's okay. I'm a solid seven and a half. No, you're not. You're smoking hot. I've seen you naked. <laughs> Multiple times now, a day, even when I don't want to. And now the audience can imagine it, but with a lot more fur than you think is there. In the you beginning. are a very hairy man. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with our special guest, Hard to Hurt. Yeah, Mr. Icy Mike himself will be our guest for today, and we're going to talk about everything martial arts, social media, and self-defense alike. Yeah, I'd like you to guess which one of us picked him for the show. You, that's reasonable. <laughs> Yeah, who, who, picked, who picked the guest, the Hollywood or the fighter? Who knows? It's yeah, a goddamn was, mystery. Was it the media strategist or the guy that punches people that that uh, picked hard to hurt? Give us your answer right in. You know where to find us online, and we'll give you an ATV <laughs> ride. Your... First person to answer right gets an ATV ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California, if you can guess that right. I feel like, I feel like it would be... Almost the same advantage if I just guessed myself. Yeah, you 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 have um, cat fur in your beard. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, step right up, step right up. Watch my co-host, Bear, the baddest bear in the cage, Fiora, freak the fuck out as somebody he worships is on the show with us today. <laughs> Icy Mike, creator of the YouTube channel, Hard to Hurt. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Good day. Is I guess that's how you would say it in Australia, right? You say good day? Yes, sir. You sell me um, like a psychopath. <laughs> you you literally I said... only know the man's home address and email passwords. That's it, okay? You don't <laughs> have to make it sound worse than what it is. Yeah, I, I, again, I strongly rest- suggest you get a restraining order. Um, you know, so you Mike... know what, Summer? I'm, hmm? I'm kind of used to it, though, because we have a, a brick-and-mortar business that's attached to the channel. So, like, my phone number is in the background of video. So I get kind of weird... I get weird calls and I get weird drop-ins from people that watch the channel on YouTube and then uh, try to make the internet meet real life. Okay, now I got to know. Do you have a a particular experience that stands out to you for one of these times? Well, so, Bear, you train. I know you train pretty extensively, and you're probably familiar with the term dojo storm. Uh, Yeah. We get – Oh, no. We get (laughs) – yeah, occasionally we get dojo stormed, and for the viewers who don't know what that is, that's when someone comes in off the street or from another school, and they kind of believe that maybe they can beat the instructor or beat the top students, and they sort of pretend they're there to train and spar, which is sort of a cooperative, friendly uh, method of training, but really they're there to compete with and fight with the owner or the other athletes there. That does not sound pleasant. No, it's it was. I thought it was cool at first. When you're young and dumb, <laughs> it's it's cool. You're like excited. You're like hell yeah, it's target practice. You know, I needed some practice today. But then, as you get older and more mature, you realize how dangerous and 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 unhealthy that it is. <laughs> so. Mike, can you tell everyone out there a little bit about yourself? Because the first thing they have now heard about you is that you are randomly assaulted by people posing as students. So they should probably know a little bit more than that. (laughs) Right. My name is Mike. I'm known throughout the Internet as Icy Mike. I'm a YouTube personality, I guess, but I own a a small gym, a, a martial arts gym in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But I'm the I'm the creator for the YouTube channel, Hard to Hurt. We cover martial arts, fitness, and self-defense topics and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, actually the way I found you originally was through self-defense videos. And one that stuck out to me particularly He's you been copying your stuff. <laughs> you describing um, why some of the more common ideas for self-defense are actually useless or don't actually work. Uh, what made you start on yeah. this kind of topic for a channel? Uh, well, it's just funny. It was always funny to me that even with the internet, when you can just go look up something in and have all the information in like five seconds, that people just repeat things that are just nonsense. They don't even hold up to like a basic level of scrutiny. I thought after UFC one, when the UFC first blew up, 
I thought everyone kind of had it figured out what worked in a fight and what didn't, because now we had, you know, an example. We had plenty of data, plenty of fights to watch, what works, what doesn't. But people are still, to this day in 2022, stuck on practicing things that just make no sense. That's very reasonable, in fact. Is there anything that you... Uh, how do I word this properly? Because honestly, in my brain, there are things that I'm still learning about too, and I'd like to kind of pick your brain about it. What are some of the more common things in regards to self-defense that you say are probably useless or at least wouldn't really help you in a self-defense situation? I just said it, Sistema. <laughs> yes, Sistema, for sure. I would agree with that one. Uh, usually it's the things, and this is probably true. This is just the industry that I know about. I bet this is true in lots of industry. I bet it's true in culinary and, and in singing and in welding. I'm sure everything it's, it's stuff that sounds kind of logical, you know, and if I just say it, or if you just see it, you see that, well, that sort of makes sense. Uh, a prime example would be like keys between the fingers. That's a common one. You'll see people say, oh yeah, if you feel like you might be about to be attacked, Put your keys between your fingers like some sort of clawed weapon that you have now, and then that's going to do something, I think. I don't know exactly what they think will happen when they hit someone with a bunch of keys between their fingers, but I know what will happen because now with the YouTube channel, we tried it. How did it work? Because this is what my my women's self-defense class taught me. Yeah, it hurts you a lot. Like a lot, a lot. You're, if you just put your keys between your fingers and just go hit something, you'll be like, well, that sucked. And the idea, <laughs> this is what's funny to me, is because they'll say, oh, well, you get the keys in their eyes. But it's from a group of people who don't even box. And if you can't put a 12-ounce boxing glove somewhere on a person's head against their will, why do you think you can put a key in their eye while they're moving around and while you're fighting them? It's just funny to me. It, do, it doesn't hold up to even like basic scrutiny. But if, if I just say it to someone that doesn't, hasn't done a lot of training or put a lot of thought into it, and you say it from a position of authority, you think, man, yeah, keys in the eye would suck. Oh, the keys between my fingers looks cool. Uh, yep, check. Now I have a self-defense plan. I need to call my self-defense class and ask my money back. The only effective thing I ever yeah. did <laughs> was throw a latte at someone's do. face if and they... run. <laughs> If they if they sold you the idea of keys between the fingers, you definitely deserve a refund. Yeah. Damn. That well, was like that was the that was the main part of the thing. <laughs> and like palm to the nose. Yuck. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm happy to have the information too. I don't think I've really talked about keys between the fingers, no, but I certainly you, won't start. You tell now. everyone to be loud, you tell children to lay on their back and kick at people. Yeah, I do think that's yeah, going to work. Well, because kids can't fight adults. That's the bottom line. I don't care really how good you are. If a grown man really wants to run off with you, and even if you're the you know best jiu-jitsu or black belt, whatever you do at 10 years old, he's going to run off with you. So I, you got to focus on things that are actually going to help you and to keep yourself around and alive long enough to get help. But Mike, talking about your YouTube channel, you probably have gotten to do some pretty amazing stuff since starting it. What's one of the coolest things you've had the opportunity to do? The the absolute best part about YouTube, YouTube is cool. And you guys, you know, you're in entertainment, you get this. There's usually a lot of gatekeepers. There's a lot of people between you and fame and fortune and success and notoriety. But with YouTube, there's not. You know, you you can just make whatever you want. And if it's good, it'll rise to the top. And if not, you'll go off into obscurity. So as I've kind of grown, the channel's grown, I've gotten to, like, 
become, I've gotten to meet, train with, and become friends with like a lot of my personal heroes. Um, I'll do a little light name dropping here. Um, you know, I've gotten the chance to train and spar with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, I've gotten the op, and now I, I can, I can call. I have his phone number. You know, these are people that I grew up like fanboying over, and now I have their phone number. Um, I went camping with Chuck Liddell. That was crazy. Uh, you know, just things like that that aren't necessarily on. The, it's not like, oh, I made a video that made a bunch of money, or oh, I got to go to some other country. It's it's basically getting to meet and become peers with people who, at one point, I uh, looked up to as idols. That's insane, man. That's crazy. You get to meet your. Uh... You get to meet the people you've idolized and looked up to over the years, just like that. Just you got to meet Sam Alvey, and he yeah. bounced you off the mat. It was great. Yeah, I, that's what I can say. And it's off the side of very, the cage and out of the ring. It's been a very pleasant <laughs> and similar experience for me, getting to meet people like Sam Alvey, Joe Stevenson. Yeah, they uh, kicked the shit out of you. Yeah. Maybe got to meet Dominic Reyes there and train with him for a session or two. And he kicked so, the shit out of you. It's great. It, it was just, it, I completely yeah. agree that doing this gets you an opportunity to kind of explore and meet other people in your field. Well, I'm going to ask then, because a lot of the people that listen in here want to get into doing social media. And I mean, let's be honest, I'm part of like the gatekeeper community. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think the biggest mistake people make when they start YouTube is? They overthink the content. They overthink what they're posting, and they, and they hold on to ideas too hard, and, and they think everything is so important. And it's literally just practice. The process of making a video or making an Instagram post, and this goes – these are just general social media best practices. When you're first starting out, just post. If you think about if you want to get good at doing makeup, you need to just do makeup. And your first few times you do it, it's going to be really bad. If you want to become better at martial arts, you need to get in the ring and do some rounds, and you're going to get beat up. But it's just practice. So they, you just need to post. If you have an idea, say you want to be a fitness influencer, you want to have a fitness YouTube channel or a fitness Instagram, a 30-second clip of you doing push-ups and then you explaining why you like push-ups or what, they're, what they do for you or how you struggled with them, that's it. That's content. And people tend to think that everything they make early on needs to be groundbreaking. But the truth is, when you're new, everything you make is probably going to be boring and kind of suck until you get better at it. So you just need to practice. What do you think the biggest misconception about YouTube is? Um, the money side of it. The money oh, yeah, side it doesn't of it is a big shit. one. Meaning people imagine yeah. they just get rich immediately and it's not like that? It's, it's one or the other. People either think that YouTubers make an insane amount of money, like an ungodly, unfair amount of money. And some of them do. I don't, but I have friends that do. Or they don't know that you can make money. There's no one that just thinks, oh, you probably make a, a decent living at doing that. Everyone either thinks YouTube is, is a, a bunch of idiots scamming people out of their money, or it's a joke and it's not a job. Um, I guess well, it's like I, most of the entertainment industry. <laughs> yeah. Wait, people, funny, the biggest misconception I always find in media is people forget that fighters are still entertainers and subject to all those same rules, like the audience has to love you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm that, going... That, that's hmm? a good one. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. With your experience on YouTube, have you ever had, like, any crazy stalkers, aside from Bear, of course? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I get phone calls a good bit. Um, the the 
problem. If I did anything else, this wouldn't be an issue, but they can show up. People show up at my gym and they just show up. Sometimes they show up just to say hi. They, they want a t-shirt or they want to take a picture with me or, or whatnot. And I give them a ton of crap when they do. Like if you've watched the channel and Barry, you would know this. If you showed up at my gym and you didn't bring gloves and shin guards, you know, you weren't there to train. I don't know what you're here for. And I don't have any, I don't have time for you because I have athletes there. And it's like people just don't think, they think like, I don't know, they're going to visit, they're going to take pictures with Mickey Mouse at Disney World or something. I don't know. I'm there to do a job. But there, I, I am aware of and cognizant that it's two worlds colliding in that gym, the channel and, and the actual, my fight team, the actual MMA program we have there. So I'm right. sort of patient, but it, we've gotten to where people will show up and they want to spar or they want to train in quotation marks, but they're really there to spar me. And that's happened quite a few times. At first, I used to welcome all, I used to welcome it. We had some knockdown, bloody beatdowns in there, and then I realized that it was just going to get worse and worse and worse. So I've I've put a stop to that. I don't I don't I don't spar or train with people that are there visiting the gym unless they've been vouched for, or I know them, or I know their coach, or something like that. I think it's actually a really good practice keeping everyone else safe. And of course, you got the couple of numbskulls who are going to hear this and still think to themselves, "Well, I'm going to show up anyways and challenge him another time, and so on and so forth." It's kind yeah. of like a never-ending cycle. Do you get the kind of yeah. like guys that bag it that call you like follow you, call you breedable, and try and sleep with you? Is that like across YouTube? I, so in the martial arts YouTube world, uh, we have to show our feet a lot. So we we do a lot of like close ups of feet, and there's a whole like subculture of people that are kind of into that. And uh, I notice on the back end, I see little spikes in my analytics anytime I'm showing my feet. And I used to think it was like, oh, people really appreciate the footwork. But then I started getting the messages. And then I started getting the requests. And people kind of wanted to know if I would be willing to do Zoom calls or, or Skype calls. Or they want to send me clips. They want me to send clips of my feet or pictures of my feet. That was the weirdest one. But other than that, no, thankfully so far, no close calls in real life. I, I totally resonate with that. I had a guy... A couple of weeks back, he asked me if I do feet pics, and I, and I said I don't. Are you are you are you asking me soliciting for my feet pics? She's like, totally. Would you send me some? And he's like, what are your rates? I, said, I don't have rates, but I'll tell you what. If you if you'll pay me fifty dollars, I'll send you a picture of my feet. I'll take. I'll I'll definitely sell you a picture of my feet. And he got mad at me. He was like, wow, fifty. I, I was thinking like fifteen to twenty, man. That's really expensive. And then he sent me an image and a detailed request of the clothing and the position he wants me in. Oh, in, no, in, no. That was yeah, the point you're making it too much work. They're yeah, no, completely was, tapped out. I was out at that point. <laughs> yeah, here's the next thing. I, my feet are calloused. They can be dirty. The yeah, nails aren't pretty. The nails aren't pretty. Gross. <laughs> so I, I never got why that would interest anybody, but, you know, fair enough. So, okay, I'm, I'm, what I'm getting from this is this is an industry, like, you're on TikTok – Mike's on YouTube. So I'm taking this as like an industry-wide problem for martial artists. Creepers want your feet. Well, well I don't know. It's a problem. It, it might not be a problem for some, you know. <laughs> <laughs> might be a feature. I mean, hell, but if yeah, you... Was... Martial arts and feet go hand in hand. If you Think about it. If you wanted to see some, some gnarly, gross, calloused dude feet, <laughs> and you wanted to just sure thing watching martial arts videos and watching martial arts content online is one way to find it. I can see that. 
Um, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with the one, the only, Icy Mike from Hard to Hurt. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host. Normally, I'd say the baddest bear in the cage, but I'm pretty sure Mike can kick his ass. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, Bear Fjorda. Make sure you are following him, by the way, on TikTok. And our very, very special guest, Icy Mike from Hard to Hurt. Make sure you are following him on YouTube. Mike, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Now, uh, let's see. We were discussing feet recently, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump topic a little oh, bit. Oh, God, please do. Look, feet can be fun. Um, <laughs> Mike, we've been talking about the martial arts, self-defense, and YouTube stuff for the majority of the show so far. But do you have any skills outside of maybe your chosen profession that you'd like to share with us? No. I am <laughs> ab- – no. I am horribly mediocre at every single thing that there is, and I'm extremely unskilled except for – the very specific combination of skills that require that are required to be like a good fight coach slash martial arts YouTuber. Like if, if there, if that job didn't exist, I don't know what I would do. Um, I was, I was, I was a good, I was good at being a police officer as well. But other than that, I don't, I don't know what I, I can't build anything. I can't sing. I can't fix things. Um, I'm, 
I have no patience for work that requires attention to detail. Like I'm the worst at almost everything that would be considered a skill. But, uh, you know, I am good at talking in a way that frustrates people, which is good for YouTube. And I'm good at... And I'm good at I'm good at manipulating people, which as a trainer is an important skill because you're trying to you know when I say I'm manipulative, people say oh that's horrible. Well, manipulation is just like a skill. You can use it for good. When I was doing personal training, I was manipulating people into exercising and following a, a nutrition plan. It's still manipulation. I was just good at it. So as long as you so use your powers for good, it's okay. But other than that, no, I don't know how to do anything. I, I think you and I just made up like the light side and the dark side of manipulating people. I'm the one on the other side going, no, no, no. My politician did not get caught with a hooker. Let me tell you a lie. And he's over here. Let me make your life better. Like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> it's just it's just like violence. It's emotional violence. And you can use you can use violence in, in a in a sanctioned fight or use violence to protect some of yourself or someone else. You can use you can use manipulation for good as well. Okay, so essentially your life operates around a core of psychology and extreme violence. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly everything that goes on in my life is about uh, uh, psychology and violence. Uh, beautiful, for one. Speaking <laughs> of violence, you've got – I've seen personally tons of different uh, self-defense tools or weapon you've tested out on your channel, but I'd like to know which one did you have the most fun with and which one do you think is probably the most effective for self-defense? You know, it's crazy. The one, the one that now gets me like recognized in public and stuff is that whip video. We, we tested a self-defense whip and it's just, it's just a big thick steel cable with plastic wrapped around it. And it, it doesn't take much imagination to figure out what it feels like, but I promise that whatever you're thinking falls short. That video <laughs> was the one. It did like, yeah. People people thought I was hamming it up when we did the video. I was letting my buddy whip me with it, and they thought we were just like embellishing. That video did three million views. I get recognized all the time. Like people are like, "Are you that guy from the whip video?" And it just captured people's imagination because I think because people could kind of guess at what it felt like, and. What's crazy is in the video at the time, I said, yeah, I don't think this, I think this thing is kind of stupid. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's a real thing. And I know for a fact, because we have an affiliate link with them, that they sold thousands upon thousands upon thousands of them after that video came out. And the more I played with it, I actually think that you could make it work and it actually have the desired effect. But I just think the optics on it in the the current socio-political climate, I don't think you could be whipping people that were trying to, to hurt you, even if they were bad guys. I just don't what, think what? the whip is ever going to make a comeback. <laughs> I, I got to say, I'm listening to this, and this could be a show on BDSM or self-defense once you include that tool. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're talking about whips and talking about feet picks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting pretty deep. <laughs> and next up, we're using them using the whip on the feet. <laughs> Oh, I, you guys, yeah. Actually, if you if you guys are willing to do that, I work with some great porn companies. You could make bank. Oh man, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, please go ahead. I just need to know the dollar amount. I just need to know how much we're talking. <laughs> Anyone can be bought. <laughs> I, I think yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I remember seeing that video myself going out, and my first thought wasn't, "Oh, he's hamming it up," or "It's not that bad." My first thought was uh, imagining myself getting hit with the whip and then getting like little shivers. 
a little sh- giving the getting the shakies from it because I I couldn't in a good even, way or a bad way bad way I could not even imagine I wouldn't want to imagine let alone feel it because I remember seeing you guys even lightly just playing with it in the beginning of the video kind of slowly bringing it over each other's arms or the back that's right. horrible it's just it looked bad doesn't your outside. coach want to put a I, shot collar on you that's beside the point we'll get there uh, we've done we've done some elect, elect I don't like electricity either we've we've done stun guns and things like that um, oh man. And I hate that too. But uh, yeah, I, I think the sound or something, something about that video ca- like really captivated people because we've tried to recreate it. That video was so popular. We tried to do it again with all of our videos on weapons and largely we followed a similar format, but nothing like that whip has ever like really like got people. And I think it's, it, it, you know, Bear, now that you say it, I think that's what it is. I think people can imagine what it feels like and that, that makes them invested in that video. So you have been whipped and shocked for your videos. Um, You've got some yeah. real commitment to getting this information out there. Uh, we've, we've been, we've been pepper sprayed. We've been pepper balled, mace, tear gas, um, just about everything. And yeah, it is commitment because like people think, Oh, you guys, like he'll he'll like the jackass crew. They think that they just like doing it, and it doesn't bother them, and they're not scared, and it doesn't hurt. And I'm like, no, I'm terrified. My heart is pounding out of my chest every time we test a weapon, and I don't want to do it at all. So uh, actually, I absolutely. know the jackass guys. They hate it, and they've got permanent physical damage well, what about from that? a lot of the stuff they've done. You're right. They fought on Francis and Gano to uppercut some dude's balls, like. No one's That's signed not up for the that worst of happily. It. Um, I'm not going to repeat which one. If you guys want to know, you're going to have to Google this. But one of them got hit so hard in the crotch, he had to have some surgery and had was had a catheter for years. Mm. Okay, yeah. it's, it's bad. And, okay, so I'm going to ask you both. What would it take to have to allow Francis Ngannou to hit you as hard as he could in the crotch? Uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> that there's enough money. It'd be a lot of money. So, so I he, literally just said anyone, everyone can be bought. I I don't know anymore. Okay, the answer is lobotomy so, then. Yeah, <laughs> but well, see, Bear, we say that. Summer brings up a good point because we just said we're like, nah, no money, we wouldn't do it, and they'd be like, a thousand dollars, and you're like, hell no, five thousand dollars, hell no, ten thousand dollars. Um, and if, <laughs> they, if they kept the going up digits, we get to six figures, Bear. I think we're taking that. I think we're taking that punch. <laughs> Can I have a cup? Like, <laughs> can I? Well, what am, can I have? What the guy on Jackass had? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was wearing the 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 steel cup. But I don't I don't know that it's really that better when you're dealing with that much, that many pounds per square inch. I don't think the cup is going to make a difference. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh. And the worst part is he had such a perfect wind up for that. He got all the opportunity to set up his shot. Yeah. So what's the worst thing you've had happen to you while prepping for your channel? The most painful thing you've had to go through? Well, we just did the Francis Ngannou thing, so this is now the segue. (laughs) The pepper spray is the worst. Pepper spray is the worst thing by far. Like hands down. And and it's funny. I've actually heard an interview from Johnny Knoxville where he himself, after everything he's been through, says that pepper spray is the worst. That's And it is really that bad. You feel like you're suffocating, your nose is running, your eyes are, like it's it's awful. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And it feels like there's no end in sight for it either. Like it's it's not like every few seconds you feel a little better. You it's just gotta pour milk on your ending. face and pray. They, 
Oh, you know, that said, if it's so bad, you actually opted to talk about the whip. What do you think of uh, pepper spray as a self-defense tool? I think it's an excellent tool. It doesn't work the same on everybody, and there's a lot of variables with the way it works. You know, it depends on the wind. It depends on how fast they're moving. It depends on whether you got to wrestle them after you spray them. When it works, it works really well, which most that's the case with most weapons. Same thing with a taser. When it works the way it's supposed to, it works really well. And when it doesn't work, you're left there with a, with with your hands full, and now you have to wrestle and box this person because your weapon failed. So I'm, I'm gonna have, I always I'm advocate gonna, that you have uh, both empty hand skills and skills with whatever weapon you're carrying. I'm I'm going to give a heads up to any women out there. You know those giant purses? If you have pepper spray in those, it will at some point go off in your purse and ruin your day. <laughs> I had some police great Absolutely. Mace. It was awful. I had to throw out the purse. And yeah, yeah, and if it I imagine if it goes off in a purse that that you're never getting that out of there. No. And yeah. and you're throwing up from the smell near it. Yeah. And the and the other thing too from a practical standpoint if it's in your purse when somebody grabs a hold of you, you're not getting it out of there. We've run that. We did a stun gun experiment with my wife, actually. She had a stun gun in her purse, and I grabbed her, and and I was not trying to really hurt her. You know, I was just holding her down and giving her light little taps with some gloves on, and she could not, like, once you, the fight starts, you're not getting that thing out of your purse unless you're... Unless you're so good at grappling and wrestling that you would have been able to subdue him without the weapon. You know, that uh, a weapon rolling around in the bottom of your purse freely is, is a uh, you're not going to get to it under pressure. I'm writing a letter to my women's self-defense class and getting my money back because keys and mace in the purse have been two of the things they told me to do. Two key points. Yes. These are the two main things. Now I had to think about this it. This was a professional. Days. This was a guy that, that you like paid to teach you this stuff. Yes. That's unfortunate. It didn't work. Yikes. That's how I met Bear. I started taking classes from him. <laughs> it wasn't later me. on. It, didn't, he didn't it was teach not me. This. I never charged her any money for <laughs> That was not me. He taught me because this stuff didn't work. Yeah. No. That's that sounds like a a bunch of baloney. I uh, I I'm gonna do this knowing that I might actually have been wrong. I called out a channel that was promoting uh self defense tools in the sense that they were trying to sell. Uh, especially, this is very prominent on TikTok. They were trying to sell kids keychains with knives on them, this little spring-loaded staff that they can carry around in their pockets. Uh, oh, yeah, little, like little, Wish.com level stuff. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I called them out, and I, I did a video or two on them talking about how bad their advice is and how it's uh, really more of a scam than any kind of help to anyone who wants to go and buy from them. And I want to know, what what's your opinion on – well, of course, companies selling are trying to make a quick buck, but the – efficacy the usage and is it really good for these kids to have these things on them so it's a lot easier to it's easy you know the old saying it's easier to trick people than it is to convince them they've been tricked people want simple solutions they want simple answers uh, a lot of times the, the premise the premise of your of of a lot of summer's content you know you want to be famous well people want to know yeah tell me the the one little trick i can do and it's like well no you're gonna have to work at a, a lot of things it's the same with everything but with self-defense it's particularly egregious people just want oh, i just put this in my pocket and then i don't have to do anything else and that's just not how it works the i i i at first 
I participated in, in internet call out culture. I would make response videos and I would challenge people's, you know, viewpoints and argue with people in videos. And then I quickly realized that, A, I'm not changing anyone's mind. And B, it's very unlikely that they're actually hurting anyone. And that's sort of one of my more controversial viewpoints. It's like if I, if a guy sells some gimmicky self-defense weapon uh, it, and then that person gets mugged, they're not going to do worse than because they had this garbage in their hand. If they don't know how to fight either way, they're getting smoked either way. So maybe it makes them feel a little better. I don't know. But I, I think that the the whole thing in the martial arts culture where there's a big push to say things to the tune of, he's going to get somebody killed, you know, guys that teach, you know, nonsense techniques and stuff like that. I, I think that's sort of overblown. It's possible, but I don't think it's, there's an epidemic of people going out there and getting into back alley brawls because they took a couple of Krav Maga classes or because they've got a, a keychain with some claws on it. I don't think it's that big a deal. That's reasonable. You know, we had uh, recently had on Dust, Detroit Urban Survival Tactics, and he's been called up by several <laughs> prominent YouTubers and martial artists saying that what yeah. he does and what he teaches is fake and is going to get people hurt. And I remember seeing you, I don't remember if the video was about him exactly, but I believe you mentioned him and you discussed that same yeah. point of is he is he really going to get people hurt by by doing this? Probably not. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was pretty much in direct response not to him. He became such a hot button issue in the martial arts and self defense industry that my response wasn't to him. Anyone that knows anything can watch his content and instantly catalog it where it belongs. My response was more in in line with all the rest of us, you know, the martial artists and fighters and self defense instructors out there. Uh, it's like, hey, calm down. The, to answer the questions, uh, it, it, you know, this stuff's fake and it's going to get somebody killed. Yes, it is fake. No, it's not going to get anyone killed. It's it's not really that big a deal. Why do you think the martial arts community is so – what's a polite word for judgy and clicky? Is there a polite oh, word for that? Oh, because – yeah, no. The, you know, I – because of a man's uh, ego is directly connected to his ability to fight. Um, and that's, I thought that was his penis. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, we that's how we met. You know, we're compensating. <laughs> guys are real. <laughs> when, when, when guys have a lot of bravado, you know, that, that's what they're compensating for. You know, we we often struggle with new guys. When I have women, and I'm painting with a broad brush. Let me clarify. Uh, let me do the 2022 disclaimer. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking... Oh, please don't Largely based on my experiences. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. there's exceptions, of course. It's been my experience that when women come into the studio and they say they want to learn, that once we get them over the initial hump, they're like, okay, I'm here to learn. Because they don't have too many preconceived notions about their own ability, usually. Men, if we don't know how to fight, then society for a long period of time, it's less common now, but like when I was a kid, like if you didn't know how to fight, you were a joke. You know, you, everyone thought they knew how to fight. And the first step of learning how to fight is to find out you don't know how. So I think so much of it is wrapped up in ego and, and you know, that macho mentality. I think the martial arts community is one of the, the most judgmental and clicky because everyone's sort of protecting their, their machismo, so to speak. Yeah, that makes total sense. You see it day in and day out with people coming in gyms, new students, old students, guys who've been training for years could still have a super huge ego uh, in regards yeah. to what they do. And ne they never want to learn any anything new or experience or have a new experience. But 
if you could tell someone who had that kind of mentality, say you got a new student, he doesn't know much or know anything at all, but he does have that, I know how to fight, I can win, I can be successful. Would you? How would you broach with him? How would you try and show him that he really doesn't and he's there to learn from you? It's really tough. The old school way, the the way I trained coming up and probably the way you trained is you they just slap some gloves on you and put you in a cage or a ring and you would find throw, out you know that you, you did, the they didn't know how to fight <laughs> yeah um but i don't know that the retention for that is high either so the other approach a kinder gentler more gradual approach uh it's hard i i, I think either i think something has to happen to a person for them to come to co- the conclusion that they need to make a serious change in their life for me i had a uh I was fighting with this guy and I'd done traditional martial arts my whole life. And I was struggling with this guy and we were the same size and he was just a high school wrestler with no other training. And, uh, I was like, man, I need to get me some of that. You know, I need to find out how wrestling works. And, you know, I went in with the empty cup, so to speak, and said, I need to learn how to wrestle. So I went to an MMA gym cause that's the only option for adults to learn how to wrestle who, if you didn't wrestle before. And that's where I got my wrestling, you know, experience. But I had to go in there knowing I didn't know what I was doing and getting beat up. Despite being a whole adult male that had been training in martial arts his entire life and had been in plenty of fights and uses of force and all that, to go in and say, yeah, I'm going to get beat up by a guy who's been doing MMA for about six months just because I've never grappled or wrestled or done jiu-jitsu before. God, that is so similar. I, I had a very similar experience where I did you know, Taekwondo at the time for well over a decade, a, sec- a secondary black belt, been in numerous competitions. I met a buddy of mine who was an ex-pro uh, kickboxer, and I was like, let's spar. And I thought, I could take this dude. He yeah, wailed yeah. on me. <laughs> he was a Bane, national you champion. Went in. <laughs> Listen, the guy was a national I, champion that saying, beat you up. I'm just saying. That's exactly my perception of it. The guy just simply had something that was a little more... Metal on metal. Summer, that's how we think. We think that, (laughs) and I went in. I said, you know, I know I'm going to have a tough time, and these guys are all good, but I'll I'll be able to like handle myself. I'll be able to hold my own at least. And I got (laughs) dribbled like a basketball in there. (laughs) So we have about two minutes left of the show. What do you want to say to everyone out there? Uh, I, I want people to know that if you if you want to view YouTube as a job or, or mar- and this is just really anything you could you could make it about martial arts you, could, you want to be a personal trainer you want to do anything that's not like a nine to five that there's I promise you there's nobody in your way there's nobody in your way but yourself and you worrying about what people are going to think when you post so you can make a make a uh, platform for yourself and a brand for yourself online very, very easily just by being genuine and being consistent. And that's my message to most people when it comes to about just about everything. Beautiful. I like that. Guys, make sure you are following Hard to Hurt. Okay? I'm going to ask that you uh, jump and follow. I see Mike. I see Y-M-I-K-E-P everywhere. Go follow Thank him. You, he is amazing. Please, you'll really enjoy him. I know Bear follows him. I know a bunch of the UFC guys we spend time with follow him. So if they're learning from him, you can too. And I want to say also, please follow Free MMA, 
where they teach martial arts to everyone at absolutely no cost. It's a non-profit, so make sure you're following them. And if you can spare a few bucks, reach out and help them out. I know and that is, at, that is at free MMA gyms, as well as go and follow the radio show at TuneInBTS across all social media platforms. Thank you guys very, very much for joining us. Please, please, please go, go follow I See Mike. He is absolutely amazing. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Bear. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us this week, and we will see you next week. This was Behind the Scenes. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.